Passing the sanitizer. Pass the sanitizer, Lou. High mystery. You're gathered around with the family for a socially distanced movie night. Everybody's enjoying the wonderful comedy Jack and Jill by Adam Sandler. <laughs> you're, all, you're all laughing and guffawing. You can't believe a movie's so funny when all of a sudden the screen startles. It begins to go fuzzy. It's completely white and going shh. When all of a sudden something climbs out of the TV. Adam it, must, woman. <laughs> it must be time for another episode of High Mystery. It's the podcast where we smoke weed and we talk about those mysteries in our universe. You know us. You love us. I'm Colin. I'm Tristan. I'm Ariana. And I'm Robert. That's right. We've got Ariana back in the studio with us today. If you know our show, you know her. You love her. She's amazing. Thank you for joining us, Ariana. Thank you. If you don't know Ariana, but you have listened to the show, you know her because she is the voice that says hi, mystery, before everything. That's true. Even if this is your first episode, you've already heard her today. (laughs) She opens every single episode. Oh, I'm flattered. (laughs) Honored. Uh, today we're going to be doing something that we do on every single show. We will be smoking weed today. Yeah. Uh, I have a high hemp wrap, just like it has become my standard. Uh, it's a pineapple paradise because that's my favorite. Inside, I have Spy Rock OG. Ooh. That's from Henry's. Like video game, Spy Rock. Right? Is it? Is that a video? Is that Spyro? a video? Spyro? Spyro? Oh, Spyro. Oh, Spyro the Dragon. Yeah. The Dragon. <laughs> Yeah, that is a video game. It's not Spy Rock, though. <laughs> I don't know what Spy Rock is. That's why when you said something, I was like, oh, what is Spy Rock? Clearly, but it needs where, to be a video It's the birthplace of Spy Rock. Right. We just yeah, birthed exactly. it. Yeah. Yeah. Spy Rock right was now. born at Spy Rock. But yeah, Spy Rock OG. It's a hybrid. It's got a 23.5% THC level. It says it has 0% CBD, which is weird to me. Yeah, I mean, I've seen tons of... Which 0% Really? Okay. Yeah, I th- I guess it's the other way around is that you need THC for CBD to, to be, be effective. Be effective. Sure, but the other way sure. around doesn't, I don't think yeah, that. Yeah, you don't need you CBD, don't need CBD for, THC. for THC. Well, you whatever. You need THC for CBD. But what you I- should know your ABCs. They're <laughs> <laughs> as easy as your one, two, three. Right. <laughs> well, I know these uh, high hemp wraps actually are CBD plus, so yeah. they have some CBD in them. So... It all works out. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other strain that I have in here is it's from the, uh, what is that? Now I can't remember the brand. It's from uh, the guys who aren't, the dropout. That's what it dropout. is. They're all like dropouts from different industries or something mm-hmm. like that. I can't remember their story exactly, but they decided to start growing wheat together. Nice. Uh, but this is their Blue Dream. It's a full-on sativa, rock-hard sativa. Rock-hard. It's got 20.3% THC and 0.042% CBD. There you go. So the tiniest, tiniest amount mm-hmm. of CBD in there. And yeah. Those came in the nug box. You know. Yay, nug box. nug box! We've been repping that nug box, baby. I'm counting the days until my next nug box. Right. <laughs> I love the nug box. I honestly wish I could get it once a week. Me too. Well, yeah. I've kind of reserved myself to, like, for my next box, I think I'm just going to throw out enough add-ons to make it, like, a month's supply. And then sure. I'm just going to hide weed from myself because <laughs> <laughs> if it's there i'm gonna smoke it i was gonna say good luck i know <laughs> we'll see we're gonna test it out this next month we'll see how it goes okay, cool. <laughs> um i have a twisted hemp wrap the flavor is california dream which is ariana's favorite flavor it is my favorite flavor. Mm-hmm. it comes in a pink wrap yeah it does um and it has the California joint that I got from my nug box in it, but then I was like, you know, joint, you would look better as a blunt. <laughs> it got a makeover. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is the the joint in drag. It's uh, now a blunt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it has 22.76% THC and 0.04% CBD. Um, I was going to see if it had the uh the flavor but i think it's just yeah in the <laughs> just no in the yeah okay cool, gotcha cool, cool cool yeah uh i 
I've got a uh, stone road. It came from uh, inside my Nug Club box. Um, it is Sour Kush uh, Indica Hybrid Relaxed Euphoric Batch. Um, they are pre-rolls, and they've been smoking all right. <laughs> P.S. I lied. It did say it. It was Golden Strawberry. Oh, nice. Golden Strawberry. A Golden yeah. Strawberry. Yes. Mm-hmm. Tristan and I haven't smoked yet today, so... We're fainted now. We're going to get so high right now. What's that like? <laughs> it's, uh... It's, it's torture. It sucks. <laughs> uh, well, we are going to touch our tips yes. together. Yes. Uh, feel free to let us know what you're smoking out there. You should be smoking alongside us, and we are about to spark that blunt. Spark that blunt. Symphony <laughs> of lighters. If you, the listener, wants to get in on the nug box, we do have links on our Instagram page. Um, to get a discount. Yeah. yeah. We keep calling it the Nub Box. It's Nub, it's Nub Club. Club. Yeah. yeah. So search that when you're Google searching. But well, go to the High Mercer page and use the link because yeah. you get a discount. And I get and, a discount. And yeah, Tristan yeah. gets a discount. $20 so. off, baby. Yeah, it's a good discount. Right? Don't shake your fingers at $20. And uh, it's it's for the people in Los Angeles, Orange County area right. only yeah. as of right now. As of now. But... but if we pop them off so hard that they get to expand, <laughs> then all you people in other areas will also get to enjoy. Yeah, you get a nut box. Your friend gets a nut club. Club box. That friend gets a Nug Club box. Soon they're a corporation. Soon they donate to a super PAC. Soon they control the government. Soon the weed is legalized across the country. Yet you know? everyone's <laughs> high and people happy. still control the world. No, and no, no. no. <laughs> no weed opens your mind to we're that gonna, type of shit. The lizard people them. are afraid of weed. Oh, it, is that, is that it, the case? It, it, it destroys their illusion. The game is over. At yeah. That. Well, today is not a mystery about the lizard people that it are always overtaking is. and keeping weed illegal. Today, the mystery <laughs> is T-Bird Turner's totally <laughs> triply and tubular TV mysteries. Oh, also, also movies. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's cheaper and Turner. And today's on the lunch special is Taco Tuesday, but it's Wednesday. Whose birthday is it today? <laughs> I don't think we ever had Taco Tuesday because there was a taco bar. Mm. So every day was tacos. Basically, nice. you, could, you could always oh. get the taco bar if you didn't want the lunch. You went to a fancy school. Well, I guess. I mean, I <laughs> Have you guys seen that shirt where it's like, feed me tacos and call me pretty? Yes. I, I, I just live that life. So, so you need the shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas is coming. <laughs> Christmas is coming. We're getting our ideas for friends and for Christmas presents already. There you go. <laughs> <coughs> so this is another uh, episode where I talk about fans' favorite theories about their favorite TV shows. Yes. Uh, and movies. Yeah, movies. movies. Yeah, these are from the internet. You know, people, obviously, they're mostly fun. I mean, mostly. You say that, you say that, but last time you brought in some pretty dark theories. That's true. That's a good point. There's some dark stuff out there, too. And today is no different whatsoever. They're all dark. Uh, pretty much. I mean, there's at least some shade of darkness to all of them. Right? Well, because it shows you, like, oh, you thought this show was fun and happy. Well, Actually, yeah. it's because of this horrible thing that went down. <laughs> yeah, so if you've paid attention, we've done some on The Office, who the Scram Strangler is. Yeah. Last time we <laughs> talked about the Rugrats and the Count from Sesame Street. Basically, if there's a TV show in a world that's been established, we can expound on some theories about it. But here are a few ones. Uh, first on the list is the theory that the U.S. government canceled the show Firefly. Oh, what? yeah. I could see that because Firefly is has a pretty big cult following. Like at the very least, if it didn't if it wasn't popular when it was airing, I know for a fact it's popular now to the point where like if they wanted to make money off of it, they could. Is this an old something? Am I too young? No, <laughs> I don't think it's early really two thousands. This is definitely before your like high school viewing. I years. was like in elementary school. Like, maybe. <laughs> also, I don't know if it's like necessarily your genre, like sci-fi space stuff. 
Yeah. So, okay. I've literally never heard of never heard of it. You got to give me. Okay. Like, a so little here's a little something. context. Yeah. You did make a movie, right? You know the yes. movies, The Avengers. Yes. Okay. So the the guy who basically created the Marvel comics universe in film is a guy named Joss Whedon. Uh, Joss, 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 and uh, <laughs> he is also the creative mind behind such properties as Buffy and okay. Angel. If you're familiar with those shows, yes. So after he you made, know Buffy and Angel, but you don't know. I well, only know Buffy. I don't. I, don't, I, don't I mean, I, I think it's fair. Firefly uh, was after Buffy. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. Buffy's much. Well, older I've never than watched it. I just okay. know of okay. it. I guess that one just made mainstream knowledge right. more for so. Sure. Than, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so Firefly is, I mean, I disagree with that 100%. I think Firefly is far superior to both shows, but to each their own, that's not what this episode's about. Anyway. (laughs) That's what you're looking for, because, like, especially Angel was very, like, soapy almost, like... Didn't watch a single episode. uh, Teen... And he's saying it's better than Firefly I didn't watch a single episode of Angel. (laughs) Buffy the Vampire Slayer, yes. They had a musical episode. They had fun with that show. They did. (laughs) I'm pretty sure they had a musical episode of the Angel. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, about Firefly, it is the show that came after Buffy and Angel. It was Josh Whedon's, like, first time where he kind of got to do whatever he wanted. Yeah, so some believe that the critically acclaimed show was intentionally sabotaged because the Bush administration was trying to build their case for the Iraq War. Meanwhile, a space opera about rebels who fought for civil rights against the immoral and tyrannical union of allied planets was airing on Fox on Friday night. I mean, at that point, you could say the same thing about Star Wars. Like, oh, the rebels fighting against, like... The tyranny or whatever. Yeah, yeah you can't Wars. put a, 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 a you can't throw that out the window. It's they don't own it by Fox. Oh, okay. So yeah, that's an independent movie. Well, and also, independent of Fox at least. It's also been out for thirty years at this point, <laughs> right? They're not going to go on war against something True. that's already deeply in the collective consciousness of America. Yeah. Uh, but in in Firefly, there is this group of outcasts. Uh, among them, there is uh, one woman who is actually a sex worker, and she's not, like, a victim. She's a badass, and she chooses to do this. There's also an interracial couple who's married in this, which actually, apparently, Fox gave, like, some pushback to Joss Wade, and he was like, this is how I'm making the show. This is my show. Yeah, but it's also, like, how many years ago? Yeah. Um, but sad. <laughs> so there could be some things that lend themselves to like why it would make a group of people like Bush and Cheney, et cetera, mm-hmm. at all uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And so the theory goes that they did everything in their power to make sure it got off the air before the season was even finished. <clears throat> wow. Um, because as it goes, right, they made one season. They didn't complete the season. They even complete wow. the season. It's, yeah. it's 11 episodes. Wow. And then did does the movie come after the show where then yeah. they tried to like retell the story? But yeah, yeah, it also spun off into a movie called Serenity, which right. uh, highlighted one of the characters on the show and made her this amazing warrior. And it was fucking awesome. It was, it was very cool. <laughs> if you are like Ariana and you haven't seen Firefly yet, it's definitely worth a check out for sure. Uh, cool, cool. We'll be watching that because yeah. we just got rid of our cable. So we have... We need things to watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought the go. transition from no cable would be, <coughs> be fine. And it, for the most part, it is. There's like two or three shows that I like do enjoy to watch, but like now I just now can't we watch. can't get them. When I was in college, I had HD cable <laughs> and like insisted that I would never get rid of HD cable. When we came to California, it was one of the first things like I paid for, and I paid for it for like six months, I think. But then after a while, you're paying like $130 a month for something. It's so expensive. It's even more than that now with inflation and stuff. Yeah. Makes sense. But whatever the case, I just like couldn't afford it anymore. And so, yeah, we switched to streaming. And at first it was a little clunky. But after a while, it was, you know, just the new norm. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And you just have to be okay without... Like, oh, I have to watch it on the Immediately day it comes out. Too. And I right. feel, like, that's the thing. It'll come out eventually. And I feel like people growing up today, that's fine. Like, people from my age were like, everything was centered around the TV schedule. Like, oh, sure. this only aired at this time. There's no DVR to record it later. Like, I have to be here Saturday morning to watch this. Otherwise, I don't get to watch it. 
(laughs) So like that type of like brainwashing mentality definitely kept me into like, oh, I need to see it when it comes out like that day. Sure. As I've gotten more past that baggage or whatever. Well, and we've also reached a place where it's like impossible. Like, did you see this show? No, I didn't see that show. There's a hundred million shows. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I've got 12 other shows I'm watching. But uh, back in the days of shows actually coming out week to week, there was something called the death slot or like uh, the worst slot in television. It's Friday nights. And that was where Firefly aired. Wow. Um, Okay. That's interesting too. So the idea is that it was maybe kind of sabotaged before it ever got out of the gate. They purposefully (laughs) put them in like the worst slot. They would advertise it as like a campy high comedy show. Which which it's not. It's not. It has has its moments. Joss Whedon is known for injecting funny into his work. Right. Which is great. It helps drive the story along. It helps, you know, alleviate some of the like non-stop like shit of the stark of the, the arc of the story for sure yeah and uh but firefly was not a particularly funny show so people showed up thinking they were getting some kind of like farcical space sitcom. comedy and it wasn't a sitcom and, and then they're upset because they were told one thing and they got something entirely different absolutely <laughs> to make matters that much worse a show that was supposed to have a long narrative where one episode led into the next part of the story as opposed to refreshing at the beginning of every episode they actually played this show out of order. Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah, so when it aired, it was not in the correct sequence of episodes. I mean, like, how much harder could it be for right. fans to, to follow along? Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's just tough. So those are the real, more concrete reasons that it went off the air. But whether or not the Bush administration had a hand in that. Right. <laughs> well, I'm It is Fox. Oh, yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Fox, early 2000s. They also had a little show called Arrested Development yep. that they took off the air for because of the death slot and all that kind of stuff. It's just horrible, uh, you know, uh, corporate head. Well, it's like at that point, why did you even buy the show? Like, I agree. why did you even like put the money into it to be like, uh, now we got to kill it? Because <laughs> they have to pretend, They're, right? Like, there's a guys <laughs> that they are doing things the right way. the right way, right? So. You know, they're like, oh, we tried, but, you know, the ratings, they were just shitty. You know, like, what are you going to do? And Fox definitely has, and, like, hopefully we're not talking too much shit on the network trying to be famous out here. Uh, but, but I Fox, don't think he's not on Fox, though. Yeah, right. <laughs> Fox is famously known for canceling new shows. So, like, uh, Family Guy was canceled on Fox. Yeah. And when they came back, one of their first jokes back was, like, we have to go. We have to make room for these shows and then they read off a list and it's literally like 45 shows that were started and canceled in the time between family guy getting canceled and being brought Picked back up. yeah wow. and like i watched a lot of their shows like eddie mcdowell the story of a kid who turns into a dog and has to figure out his life yeah. titus the stand-up oh, titus, comedian yeah. who had just like a crazy family yeah like there were a ton of fox shows like it never stopped coming it seemed like so yeah they also canceled Futurama. Oh, really? Yeah, they canceled that, and then that. Futurama came back with like a couple of straight-to-DVD movies that was supposed to be their next season, and then Fox picked them back up. <laughs> I mean, it just shows you what like a brutal cutthroat industry it is, man. To like have success with like these other shows, and then to get so much pushback on the show that you're trying to make, and then they try to go other way to fucking just like drown it. You're just like. Yeah, but at the same time, it also speaks to the industry. Like, if you make something good, it doesn't go unnoticed. Right. Firefly is still uh, lauded by yeah. fans. Like, it's impossible to say how many brown coats there are in the world, which is the what fans call themselves a Firefly. And, and we're like, talking how many, like, 10-plus years now? It's been a long time. Like, I think it might be even older than that-ish. Yeah, that sounds about right. So, like, this is 16 years later, and people are still watching these 11 episodes plus a movie. I'm just saying, like, to give perspective to any, like, filmmakers out there, people who are in the arts who feel like whatever isn't being appreciated at the moment or seen for what it is. Like, 16 years later, there's this following or this, like... uh, standing behind of like what you had been shat on about like the first maybe <laughs> well sure and like don't worry too too hard if your project gets the 
Plug, oh, canceled. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry too much about things. Second like, Life on other networks. Yeah. Look at uh, um, Jason Bateman. You know, Arrested Development getting canceled did not hurt the guy at all. No. Look, even Nathan Fillion has worked consistently. Like TV is still saying, "Here, Nathan, you can have a show." <laughs> the rookie. Yeah. Like <laughs> for real. Like I don't know. So it's all good. Yeah. Industry, even two step, one step forward, two steps back. You still took a step forward. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the next one on the list is the idea that Spongebob and the cast of Bikini Bottom are nuclear mutants. Yes, I've heard oh, this one! I've heard I this one too. <laughs> yeah. Now the idea is that Bikini Bottom is so named because it's part of the Bikini Atoll, a series of coral reefs used for nuclear testing in the 1950s. Oh, okay. The Bikini Atoll is off of the Marshall Islands. It's a grouping of 23 islands in the Pacific Ocean that are so remote that it was like, yeah, we can we can set off some bombs here. No Jake big ass humans. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so yeah, the idea is that this nuclear testing has warped all the creatures, and that's why. SpongeBob can talk mm -hmm. and Patrick can talk and why the characters are also so very crazy. I mean, I I believe it. <laughs> the theory says that Sandy Cheeks, uh, SpongeBob's lovable, I guess it's his love interest, uh, the chipmunk the under the ocean. Yeah, she was uh, like a test subject and like dropped she, down there. She's one of the chipmunks that would have been kept on Navy vessels that were nearby during the tests. So facts. 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 <laughs> they had these chipmunks. Chipmunks world very similar. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there was even an episode of Chippendale Rescue Rangers who are chipmunks and they like were babysitting squirrels and one of the squirrels was into Dale or Chip. So, <laughs> you trying to say that the squirrels and chipmunks be fucking? I'm not saying is that they're not. Is this a tie-in back to Scratch? <laughs> Damn it, Colin! Tristan's hole. He wanted to turn it into a Tristan's hole. <laughs> Any chance I get? Of course. I mean, we love Tristan's hole. We wouldn't want to visit again. I want real estate in that hole. But yeah, they they use that also also to explain why she is always in her um, scuba suit or like her space, space suit, suit essentially. Yeah. Uh, and then also why she gets so insane when she actually does go into hibernation mode is mm -hmm. because she's also been slightly mutated. Uh, they also posit that Rock Bottom, which is a neighborhood near Bikini Bottom, it's further, like, deeper into the ocean and all the characters there are very strange and creepy. Mm -hmm. And uh, they posit that this is the actual nuclear crater that was made mm. uh, and yeah. so that's why they're that much weirder because they're that much more mutated and weird and stuff i feel like they even have like <coughs> a lake or a beach that they go to definitely with, like heavy water and i yeah. feel like heavy water is something that could definitely be associated with nuclear waste and other stuff different it, it would make sense stuff. it's called the goo lagoon <laughs> that's, oh, really? that's the beach they go to when they go to the beach. It's yeah. called the Goo Lagoon. <laughs> <laughs> Nuclear goo is what I'm thinking. They also, uh, I mean, they have the Krabby Patties. They cook, they cook hamburgers essentially in the bottom of the sea. I would think that maybe <laughs> the nuclear radiation is what's making this uh, a powering their fryers and their electricity, but b also cooking their meat. Yeah, for sure. There's no reason to think that it couldn't be like some kind of extra hot whatever right? instead of like our conventional idea of a grill with yeah. like flames underneath. They it could just, just be this super radioactive piece of waste that they use as a grill now. I mean, yeah, yeah they, I don't think they've ever <coughs> mentioned where their power source comes from. Yeah, for sure. No. And then uh, the last thing they point out is that anytime there is any kind of explosion on the show, it's always... Like that very that stereotypical atom bomb, atom bomb explosion. Mushroom cloud. Yep. They actually, like, uh, there was one bomb that they set off underwater for the testing, and that's the almost exact image that they use on the show. So. Wow. Who knows? That's the, that carries the most weight for me. I yeah, I believe weight. it. I mean, and uh, Jeff Goldblum said it the best. You know, life... We'll find a way. <laughs> so nice that you said that. You'll see how this next theory ties in with a little bit of Jurassic Park stuff going da, 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 da. on. Maybe. 
depending on how much you think about it or how much you believe this mystery. Next on the list. Are you trying to do... Yeah, that's not Okay, next on the list is the Flintstones are in a pop post-apocalyptic future. Oh, yes. Nice. I think I've heard this one, too. too. Yeah. With the Jetsons. The Jetsons, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Amazing. Okay. The Jetsons live in the clouds, and the Flintstones Wow, don't Jetsons. cut off my mystery. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, <now. laughs> I, mean, uh, I, I do know this. It's, not a, it's not a Tristan's whole episode, right, okay? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this idea states that both families are in a future where most of the world has been returned to a Stone Age-like existence. Mm-hmm. A lot of like theories swirl around what might have happened to the world. Nobody can agree on what happened, but essentially it's been reduced to this rock bed that we know as bedrock, mm-hmm. which is where the Flintstones live. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like the idea that this is the future for a Jurassic Park-like world. So they figured out how to bring back dinosaurs and perhaps those dinosaurs evolved into the friendly dinosaurs that we see working with Fred Flintstone. Oh, I just picture the like the dinosaurs take over. That's yeah. the end of the world. And then man figures out how to train the dinosaurs again. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Then, Whatever. Yeah. And through evolution, they right. become like tame to work with rocks and yeah. everything. Yeah, absolutely. That's the idea. Or at least that was the theory I came up with. I just wrote Jurassic Park question mark <laughs> as I was doing my research. So yeah, that was... <laughs> but anyway, the idea is that the poor, the Flintstones, mm-hmm. continue to toil in the world down below, while the rich, the Jetsons, live in the high-orbit cities above the radiation or yeah. above the danger of dinosaurs or They were the moon base. And then when the whole world went to shit, only the rich on the moon base survived. And they were the ones that, you know, created all the new technology while Earth was being destroyed by dinosaurs. Exactly. They're all hubris. It would explain the sort of anachronistic technology that the Flintstones have. For instance, they have a stone TV. Right. (laughs) Which doesn't make any sense. Uh, But they are, of course, the modern Stone Age family and not just a Stone Age family. Right, yeah. So, uh, but they have all that kind of strange technology and the idea would be that it's falling from the sky from the Jetsons world and they don't really understand it quite as much so they just put it inside of a rock and use it as a TV. All right, I was thinking more just like, you know, it's the future, so they still have, like, remnants of stories and, like, same, same the deal. luxuries or whatever. Yeah. Like, they still want a car. They don't have motors or whatever, so they just, like, power their with feet their or whatever. super strong Stone Age feet. Yeah, they got record players, radios, things like yep. that. Also, isn't there a movie where... Yeah, we're not there okay. yet. Okay. <laughs> I just want to make sure that I didn't just dream it and then decided that it was reality. That happens sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your dreams are so real, you're like... Is that my life now? (laughs) (laughs) I just have to check. Did this happen in reality or did I dream it? Yeah, Um, exactly. (laughs) But it also explains why the Flintstones celebrate Christmas, something that obviously would not exist in a Stone Age Mm -hmm. world, uh, and why they make Beatles references, even dressing up as the Beatles and singing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, of course, there was the movie where the Jetsons meet the Flintstones. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the idea was that the son, Elroy, I think, makes a time machine uh, in order to transport them back through time. But he even says that it malfunctions on the show. So the idea would be that it didn't send them through time, but just sent them through space down onto the planet. Right. Excuse me. He is a little boy. I mean, he's smart, but like he could have just made a, a spaceship. And not a time traveling one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's okay if you were just smart enough to tra- to teleport people. Right, exactly. You didn't actually teleport them through time. Exactly. We'll forgive you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one thinks you're dumb that you didn't teleport through time, Elroy. I can't emphasize this enough. He's uh, a good boy. <laughs> and then the idea would be that the Great Gazoo is from even further in the future and that he's been time traveling and that's why Rosie the robot seems antiquated to him mm-hmm. is because he's so far flung in the future that 
it's all old to him. And like even he is like doesn't look like what I would consider traditional alien. He almost looks like a hybrid of like a gray and like a humanoid or whatever, like that far into the future that there's like mixing of those types of species. Sure. sure. Why not? Yeah, he's featured in both <clears throat> Flintstones and the Jetsons. I believe so. Yeah. That's weird crossover, you know? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, only weird if he's I mean, I guess this theory posits that he's traveling through time, but like if it's the same world, then he's just a different elevation yeah. when he visits either family. Yeah. I gotta assume that he's just visiting. He's gotta visit both sides of the planet. Yeah, <laughs> and, but, but he's not necessarily time traveling. He's just from a you know a different uh, galaxy far, far away. He okay. just arrived there, and now that he's there, he's talking to people. <laughs> yeah. He could be on an exploratory mission or whatever. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe he's like the Anunnaki. He's trying to set up a mining colony. <laughs> Get his dick bit off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the Anunnaki. It's poisoned. Na, 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 na. So, yeah, that's all for that theory. Um, I, by the way, so far we've had uh, a show being canceled by the government, mm-hmm. a mutated nuclear bunch of mm-hmm. creatures probably from the government being fuckheads and a post-apocalyptic future which is why i had to say they're mostly fun these tv <laughs> histories uh the next one is especially sad which made me reflect Whee! on the sadness that came before it's the theory that richie rich is casper mm. the friendly ghost i have heard this one as well okay i have a feeling you've seen one of these listicles i mean they like, definitely, definitely look similar if we're just going okay. visually they do look similar they look it's, exactly the same it is literally like lay casper on top of richie rich and the smile eyes nose everything is exact but like, we also know animation is, is hard. And like back then, it's, it was even more difficult. Sure. And so it's like, oh, we got success with this boy looking thing, and we got another character. We got it all pretty much right then and there. All yeah, the expressions but, are ready to go. But nobody's drawing connections between Mickey and Goofy. You know, this is unique in the world of cartoons. We're not talking about this face being used for 15 different cartoons or. Which I do thing. see. I see like the same, you know. Brutish looking. Well, this one caught fire, Tristan, okay? okay? (laughs) Touche. There's more tie-ins, Chris. No, I mean, that's pretty much it. They look exactly the same. (laughs) Casper also lives in a mansion, which Richie Rich would have. True. Yeah, that's true. Fair enough. We all know rich people have the ability to uh, hang around longer once they die. Do they? I don't know. (laughs) It would make kind of sense, like, with that line of logic... Pharaohs probably stayed around a good while. I will say, I do think... If anybody was going to. Casper's dad was rich and most likely in, like, the Illuminati or something Mm -hmm. like that because he was looking into serums to bring people back to life. And he had a whole, like, basement of, like, science stuff. It's very true. Yeah. Well, there's also the fact that he lives with, what, uh, three... Older uncles. uncles. I mean, I feel like we get clouded by the new movies, you know? Like sure. Richie Rich with Macaulay Culkin and Casper with Christina uh, Ritchie. Ritchie. These don't necessarily represent the comics where the crossover is. Right. Even the cartoon, like, like the animated cartoons, they do look very similar. Okay. And so, isn't it kind of strange that Christina Ricci stars in Casper, who should be... Richie, Richie, Rich. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's when we said Paul is the walrus. Um, anyway, the theory says that Richie was killed for one of three reasons: either for uh, collecting insurance money, whose parents were had like fallen on hard times, but still had their inflated lifestyle. So, like, he would have still been insured for a crazy amount of money because they had been so wealthy. So the idea is that they killed him in order to collect the insurance money. Or that Richie was trying to just, like, that scene we see in the movie where he tries to play baseball with the normal kids. And the idea that they find out who he is and beat him to death. 
<laughs> Lots of fun, these TV mysteries, gang. Well, or that there was a kidnapper who kidnapped Richie in order to extort money and accidentally killed him. I, Maybe that's who the uncles are. Like, I, I don't feel like he's actually related to those guys. And you have oh to wonder, man. like... They were kidnappers? Yeah, like, maybe it was, like, not to bring Macaulay Culkin back into this, but it was, like, a Home Alone type of situation. He was Home Alone in the <laughs> the mansion or whatever, and then they, like, broke Wait a in. minute. Tristan, are you saying that Kevin McAllister is Richie Rich is Casper? I mean, do they not have a huge house and go on all the vacations? There's like, something. they're loaded. I don't know what they do, but... I mean, he just uses his dad's credit card and is, like, buying the biggest hotel and shit. It's true, and, like, yeah. He definitely rents a suite at the Ritz-Carlton in New York. Like, that's... Or it's Trump Tower, isn't it? Well, that's what it was filmed at, but they called it the Ritz-Carlton. Okay. Trump owned it, I think, at the time. That's why he was in it for, like, the 2.5 seconds. Yeah. There's nothing better when you're right and wrong at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> you still get to be right. Um, okay, interesting. I think that um, Richie Rich dies maybe his whole family dies whatever maybe it was one of the uncles that killed the family because they wanted the uh their wealth it is like weird it that the parents that. aren't around like he stayed like his parents were chill to move on but he wasn't right well i mean it would make sense with what you're saying where like the mansion's getting ever dilapidated and he's just like in the basement going crazy trying to bring his son back yeah yeah mm. it's raw it's sad Who's to say? Who's to say? <laughs> <laughs> okay, this next one is a doozy. Oh, no. It's the whole page, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Remember man. Page notes. This is the unified Pixar universe theory. Okay, I've heard this one. I think I've heard this one, too. Yeah. <laughs> All right, folks, you probably have heard this one. It actually has its own website nowadays. So, what? Yeah, you can look it up. It's the, uh, it literally, I think it is, the PixarUniverseTheory.com. Wow. And uh, they take you through. It's really nice with pictures, and they go a little more detailed than I'll be going into here, but... You gotta love pictures. Yeah, I, mean, I love pictures. They're worth a thousand words, I hear. It just basically backs up all, all these little bits of evidence back up the grand theory that I'm about to talk about. Sure. So basically the idea is that every movie that's ever been released in the Pixar universe is part of one continuous timeline, and everything has its place in that timeline, including <clears throat> the Toy Story movies, including Cars, etc., and uh, it's all connected, and this is how that connection goes. <laughs> I feel like uh, sometimes it's hard for me to distinguish which one was like a Pixar and which one was like DreamWorks, and DreamWorks works with Pixar sometimes, Well, right? it's going to be really easy because I'm literally going to go through like every single it. one of them. I love it. <laughs> so first, in terms of like overarching connections, we know every single movie has a reference to A113. Yes. A113 is the animation room where they all studied uh, at college. Yeah. Okay. And so that's put in there as like a nod to that. It's somewhere in every single Pixar movie. Sure. Secondly, every single Pixar movie has the pizza planet or pizza express. I can't remember the delivery yeah. truck with okay. the pizza on it. <laughs> it's even in every in, single one of them. Even wow. in cars. Yep. They sneak it in there in every single movie. Right, I gotta look for that. It's a car. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, they had to sneak it, in, sneak it in there. I mean, right? Cars is like one of the obvious ones that yeah. they would sneak it into. I would think. Like, <laughs> I can't think of an, like a other random one that. Like I maybe he's just watching like the race or something, and he's like in the stands, like exactly like that. Or yeah. like they like to sneak it in. Like it'll just be in a parking lot or right. in the background of a shot. Like they're not. Yeah bringing any like attention to it whatsoever right. it's just like background yep so anyway those two things are in every single one of them and then there's this company that overarchs the entire journey it's called the by and large company bnl okay hmm. so bnl is basically walmart essentially okay. and we see it rise throughout the series of movies. Okay. Okay, starting in the 14th to 15th century, we have the movie Brave. 
Cool. Okay. Okay. Did not see. That's the only one I have yet to see. Oh, oh really? Super yeah. good. We will definitely have to watch it then. It is about a redheaded archer, a girl mm-hmm. who wants to be the best archer in the land, and they want her to be a princess or whatever. Yeah. yeah. There's magic. <clears throat> and then her mom gets turned into a bear. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what I'm about to talk about. Merida discovers magic. This magic will make animals and inanimate objects become human-like, including turning her mother into a bear. (laughs) Uh, There is also, at this time, a witch who can vanish through doors. So, those are important things to take from that. Uh, That sets up the magic that ultimately leads to the worlds that do not make sense in our world's context. Gosh, like the talking cars and shit. Exactly. Toys. This magic would go on to create supers, and which brings us to the 1950s and 60s with the movies The Incredibles. Incredibles! Oh, yeah. this is a Where is my super suit? <laughs> I love The Incredibles. So the idea is that that magic that we saw would lead to them getting their superpowers. And during this movie, two things are introduced that are important. We have... Uh, Mr. Incredible's enemy buddy, mm-hmm. who I can't remember his name now. Jason Lee. Yeah, Jason Lee's character, but I can't remember his uh, bad guy name in the movie. Oh. <laughs> anyway, he he creates artificial intelligence, and at the same time, a technology called zero point energy, and the idea is that energy can be kept inside of a inanimate object or something like that. I don't know. It's interesting. But that would lead us up to the late 1990s, which is where Toy Story, we see toys that have been influenced by that zero-point energy. They thrive on human love and find that that same energy can sustain them. So the technology introduced in The Incredibles would lead to the toys in Toy Story being lifelike and human. Okay. What I like His about... His name's Syndrome. 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 That's right. Yeah. So Syndrome created artificial intelligence and zero-point energy in that movie. So the zero-point energy just... I don't know. I feel like every toy in the world somehow is, like, affected by this. Basically, inanimate objects were affected by it. Okay. In this, like, universe where all this is, like, playing out. Exactly. It's the combination of magic and zero-point energy. For sure. (laughs) Uh, And then in Toy Story 2, we see the development of the toys as thinking, living beings that actually start to resent their humans. We see uh, the girl version of Woody, whose Mm -hmm. name is escaping me, Jessie. We see how much she resents her human for giving her up. Mm -hmm. There's also a little theory. And the prospector for not even getting bought. Yeah, for sure. And uh, there's a little tie in there. The theory is that Jesse was actually Andy's mom's toy. Ooh. Oh, Ooh. harsh. I know, right? Savage as fuck. But that means that cartoon is like way predates her son's age, even. Yeah, it does. Woody's it's Woody. Yeah, Woody's Roundup is from all the way back in like the 30s or okay. something. It's black yeah, and white mm-hmm. television. Okay. So. so, yeah, then, yeah, definitely it's possible. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, the, Jessie says the name of her her like owner's name. Does she? She does. But we Emily. never get we never get a name for, for Andy's, Andy's mom. mom. It's just Andy's, Andy's mom. mom. So mm. who's to say? Mm. Who's to say? Uh, <laughs> next uh, thing about Toy Story Two is that we see the batteries that are a large point in the movie. Like they have to get the batteries. I can't remember why, but. Uh, those batteries are by and large brand. We okay. said that they are B&L. So B&L is starting to get bigger as a company, starting to buy more stuff and expand. In 2003, we have Nemo. Yay! Yay, finding Nemo. Yeah. Where the fuck is the pizza truck in that one? Oh. I think he buys pizza for his niece at one point. The dentist does or something. It's, it's got to be somehow like with the dentist. When they're like yeah, in the parked outside his office yeah. or something, they're as they're flopping down the <laughs> yeah, street. Like That's what I think street. it is. Yeah. I think when they're rolling in the bags across, across the street yeah. into I the think, ocean. Okay, I think it's in that scene, sure. but I'm not sure. Uh, I know they sh- they've shoehorned it in there with like it being a Pizza Planet truck keychain 
or something. Okay. You know, like, they'll get it in there. For sure. <laughs> uh, but in Finding Nemo, we see that animals are becoming more complex. They have schools. You know, they're uh-huh. developing these deeper connections with each other. We also see... The... I mean, it's sad, though, because I feel like animals do that right now anyways we just don't like really i mean like the experts understand it and they'll say that they do but like sure. to the normal human they're like oh it's just fish doing fish stuff well i mean yes we see fish school but we don't see a large uh manta ray yeah, teaching, teaching a wide variety of schooling right. fish we don't know <laughs> We don't know because we can't really understand the communication process. Well, like, I'll just I, say, I haven't been seen scuba- it on planet Earth yet. <laughs> I've been scuba diving and I see turtles swim in and the fish come and clean and like ride the backs of other fish, like transportation mm-hmm. and I don't know, I see communication and <laughs> things like happen I, all the time when I'm scuba diving disagree. under there. But not in the way that, like, we we're talking about, like, human um, society. Doing. Right. Well, they're, they're making it palatable for us to understand. Right. Right. Because no, they no, want no, us no, to no, connect no. with yeah. them. Yeah, they're exactly. not making it palatable. Well, Colin's argument is that, no, it's literally happening yes, because of the exactly. magic and Thank the you. shit. Like, right. But to us watching, we're like, oh, well, they're just telling the story how we would yeah, understand yeah. it, right? No, yeah. but this argument is that, no, it's literally happening. They're yes. literally magical In fish. this other universe that sure. we don't Right, live. exactly. Yes. My thing was that I feel like we do have that in our universe as well. Okay, yes. just yes. not in the same way. Yes. We do have communication between different species. There is even, like, this unprecedented thing that I saw recently where a small shark is working with an octopus together. Mm -hmm. to catch prey to catch prey um so like things like that do happen but not on the level that we see in the movie it there are no humanoid-esque yes there are no multiple groups of sharks gathering together to acting like mob bosses yeah (laughs) that's in shark town right right. (laughs) no you're talking about the sharks that like our are going fish to... enthusiast group that are yes. like, we love fish, we're friends with yeah. fish, we fish don't eat friends. the fish. Yeah, yeah, there's no sharks going to Blood Drinkers Anonymous in the right. ocean right now. <laughs> we don't know, Kyle. We don't know. We don't know for sure. But... <laughs> but anyway, animals are becoming more complex than Finding Nemo. We also see lots of pollution in the waters. Mm-hmm. and We do, like the crabs are like playing by the pipes and yep. stuff. And there's the theory that the BNL Corporation has become so large that it is possible that it's the reason the pollution is happening. And they've become such a big company that they have their hand in basically everything at this point. Now, do we think Syndrome or whatever is like the CEO of BNL? In this theory, the machines that uh, were made to hunt supers never stopped. Okay. Yeah, so supers are basically eradicated from the planet, and life is normal at this point. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe now Syndrome, since he doesn't have any, like, superheroes to murder, is, like, the He's just running the corporation. Right. That could be. Right, because he's not actually a super. No, He just right. has powers from his technology that For he's sure. built. So and those, he is rich. I, I don't think those... <laughs> Yeah, he's machines a, would get him. He's a perfect villain, yeah. for sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know, <laughs> but whatever the case, B&L. just like, go on all these for- forums <laughs> and start writing in. Syndrome is the yeah. fucking CEO. Doesn't B&L. Syndrome get defeated in The Incredibles though, and like locked up? Yeah, but as we know, every criminal gets out of jail. Yeah. <laughs> Every single one. They couldn't hold Magneto. I so. mean, either that or they meet other criminals and then they create. A criminal organization. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what prison does. <laughs> <laughs> Fast forward to 2007. We have Ratatouille. Oh, Ratatouille. This is where we see the advanced animal societies start to interact with humans. Yes. So, we actually see Ratatouille even uh, control over humans. Fast forward to 2010. We hit Toy Story 3. This is when toys are actively beginning to dislike humans and are working to protect toys. So this is when we have Huggy Bear or whatever his mm-hmm. name is, I think. And uh, he's actually like, it's pretty clear that he despises humans at this point. I mean, those little children do do horrible things to those toys. Yeah, especially when they're, you know, 
sentient. They yeah. <laughs> they could like experience all of this as torture in yeah. real life, and yeah. that's their entire existence. Yeah. Jesus, well, how are the, all the toys not just really fucked up? <laughs> I mean, those ones were. Those were <laughs> issues, the they were working through. <laughs> What are you going to do? Teach your kids to cuddle the cuddly toys? Yeah. Go be hard nice to your things. The hard toys, right? Don't be... <laughs> yeah. uh, and then we get to 2011 to 2016. This is the years for Up. Okay. Uh, this is when we see leaps forward in animal intelligence. We see the dogs that are basically an army of dogs who can talk to one another. Well, they have the device yeah. that allows them to talk. Yeah. But that... Technology came from somewhere in yeah. the future. I'm just yeah. saying, wouldn't they have just evolved to be like the toys and just talk? Like, why do they need the device? This is so they can communicate with humans, because up to right. this point, the they haven't communicated. toys can't communicate with humans. Yeah, they do. They, they look at Sid each and other. Like, We're going to get That's you, That's true. They do. We're going to come for you, they bitch. Do. Yeah, but remember, there's like a group of rules that they've like decided upon yeah. as toys. That's true. So Sid is kind of the rule that... Or the, the exception, because he's such a shithead. I'm just yeah. saying, clearly they have the ability. Mm, so would the dogs not need the collars to talk? Maybe they just want you to think they that you need this collar to well, communicate movies, with them. They like movies at certain points, and they don't. You know, it's like the government not wanting you to know about aliens. They, like, they don't want you to know that they can actually communicate with you, so it's like, oh, we have these collars, and these special collars make it so we can communicate with you. And we see in The Incredibles, they basically have men in black going on. Like, they're wiping memories and stuff yes. in that movie. So. Uh-huh. For sure. For sure. But anyway, the I mean, once you give dogs language, that definitely takes them a step up. Like... Barking at something to get away and only having like 20 different barks is totally different than being able to say like, I'm not feeling that great. I ate something weird. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like language, of course, would step those dogs up on the evolutionary scale. Mm -hmm. And that's the idea is that language helped their brains get bigger just like it did for humans. In that movie Up, we see that by and large is the company that forces the old man to move. Fuck that. Yeah. So they're expanding, expanding. There's no more room for little, tiny, unique houses. It's time for corporate takeover. Fast forward. This is a big leap all the way up to 2100 to 2200. The idea is that somewhere in this point, humanity has had major losses. They... uh, we're experiencing whatever kind of devastation you decide it is, whether it's an apocalypse by nuclear means or they just overuse the planet. And it basically gets up to the cars universe in 2100 to 2200. And this is post-apocalypse. All the humans have been sent into space and cars are running the earth because they basically got the same stuff that all the toys had. Do they tell us in Cars that that's the year? I have no idea. Well, we just have to assume it's I haven't really either. You know what I mean? Like, I've seen bits and pieces of it, but I haven't, like, sat down and, like, closely paid attention from start to finish. Yeah, all I know for sure is Tonator is Larry the Cable Guy. Cars confuses (laughs) me because they also, like, have buildings and things. Like, I don't know how they built any of that stuff. No, the buildings don't Well, no, so if this theory is correct, then the buildings would be there. They would just... I mean, I guess Do unless they, they got the destroyed from the nuclear mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, Ariana's right. They, but whatever didn't get destroyed, it would just be abandoned. Yeah. You know, the buildings would just be abandoned by the humanity that's no longer there. They wouldn't, like, tear down the buildings before they left. We're yeah, we fucking even, lazy for that. We even see this in uh, Cars 2. They travel to Tokyo, I think, and somewhere else on the planet that's, like, distinctly Earth. Mm-hmm. So the idea is that at some point... There was like a machine war, like Terminator style, and the cars basically eradicated humans. Oh shit! <laughs> it's it's I sort of dealer's saying. choice. I mean, there's lots of theories you could posit. Right. The idea is that we got wiped out enough, and the rest of us, like the little bit that was left, pieced out, and to then space. The, the world became the Cars universe. Is Inside Out a Pixar movie? It is. <gasps> yeah, and I think. They can tie that in. But this theory comes from before that movie came out. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
It's actually been around on the internet for a long time. Wow. Like I said, it has its own website. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure people have figured out now how to fit Onward into there as mm -hmm. well, which is mm -hmm. the... Uh, trolls. And yeah, stuff. troll science... Or magic. troll magic movie with Chris Pratt, right? Okay. <laughs> uh, by and large, it's still advertising on the buildings and the Cars universe. So okay. by and large, just... Basically, still somehow managed to exist. He somehow figured out how to import his soul into the body of a car, and is now <laughs> the CEO car. Yeah, I guess so. Why not? Nice. Uh, we jump forward again. This time we're jumping seven hundred years to twenty eight hundred. I feel like an Anunnaki. Like time has no meaning here. <laughs> Seen it's all generations for my eyes. It's like the the four of us got into a time machine and Rob like tripped forward and slapped the like handle that oh, just like Rob. shoved us forward <laughs> into time. It was a hot tub time machine. It was very slippery. <laughs> <laughs> there were so many blocks. Oh god. You uh, laughed at me with my water shoes. <laughs> so 2800 to 2900. Wally yeah. Wally, we see Evil. the world is covered in uh, trash essentially, yeah. and Wally is literally a trash compactor robot. Mm -hmm. Humanity is in the Axiom ships that are above the orbit, just floating around. Um, and what was I going to say? Sorry. Oh, we see that Wally finds the final plant on Earth, and he plants it in a shoe. We see that that grows into a massive, beautiful tree. The idea being that there's still hope for the Earth, the Earth can come back, etc. Uh, Wally is BNL brand. Mm. Finally doing something good, BNL brand. <laughs> Trying to clean up their own mess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, BNL at this point, we see once we get to the axiom that what was set up initially for all these humans was based on consumption. But now there's no product because they're all stuck in a ship together. I so, got to assume that they're still producing. They're just sending it up to space. So no. they got all this waste still. And they're no, not sending their waste down there. There's Wally. Wally's the only one on Earth, pretty much. Yeah, I just assumed it was robots crumping out. You know, they had the technology to have robots clean up stuff. And they would have the technology to have factories still pumping out stuff. If you have a microcosm and a ship of humanity hanging on, there's no point to sell to them. Like, there's nothing. There's no product to buy. They're all in those motorized scooters. Yeah, I mean, there's more motorized scooters. They're still <laughs> buying clothes. They're not buying their, anything. Upgrading their eating. hologram thing. <laughs> yeah. Definitely not on the same scale. Right. Like on a much, much smaller scale, they'll be needing. Well, we see things. that we see in Wally that BNL has become defunct. Essentially, their ads are from the years when they sent humanity into space. Right. So, like the ads are still playing from the initial launch. Exactly. So there's never been any need to update that because mm -hmm. there's nothing to sell because they're just feeding a populace that does nothing and floats around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so at this point, BNL is kind of done. But the the theory, you can see why I pointed out the theory is very tied into that company because mm -hmm. they're part of sort of representation of what we're doing on Earth right now. I think mm -hmm. right. Uh, the next thing is twenty eight ninety eight to three thousand. We see the story of a bug's life. This is where the tree from Wally is the island for the bugs. Uh, Flick is told not to leave this island because there are snakes, birds, and bigger bugs out there. Mm -hmm. And the idea being that that's like the weird mutated creatures that live in the waste of the old world and stay on the island of the tree where it's safe or whatever. Uh, so that's how the bug's life ties in. And then the final thing is 4,500 to 5,000. So we have jumped all the way forward to the world of Monsters University slash Monsters, Inc. Oh, wow. So these are the most, like, whatever, uh, mutated. Yes. This is the farthest point where evolutionary terms have basically reset, and that's why we see such a variety of creatures that we interpret as monsters, but they're just, like, the next sort of stage 
aided by whatever catastrophe happened to the world, and whether somehow it's nuclear or whatever. They found this magic that allows them to like portal through uh, doorways, and yep. they figured out that they could get energy. Combination of technology and magic, uh, the inanimate objects that had been inanimate became more and more magical over time. And then doorways, which are naturally portals anyway, became portals. <laughs> and so uh, humans are basically wiped out in this. Except for that witch lady who's using those doorway portals from Brave. That's an important thing to remember. <laughs> Uh, humans are wiped out, but they realize that they needed humans in order for energy to power their world. And so that's why they figured out they could access them through the door technology. And that's where we have Boo. Is this old lady Boo? Ah! Oh. The idea is that Boo, even though she was left behind by Sully, she would never forget Sully and would figure out how to magically come through her door. This would become... The traveling through doors, which I love it from that Brave. started it all in Brave. Wow. She figured out she had to go back to the time in the beginning where the magic had started in order to influence the rest of her life. So, if you're having a Pixar movie marathon, that is the correct order to watch these films, right? <laughs> 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 you gotta watch Brave twice, knowing what you know now. Exactly. And, Go full circle. Yeah. And nice place to shoehorn into a Tristan Soul. It's always good to shoehorn into a Tristan I was, Soul. I was gonna do the same. I lose so um, many shoehorns I mean, if you in Tristan Soul. Jump onto the Patreon, there's a couple of Tristan Souls. Yeah. <laughs> coming at you. Tristan's got so many holes now, he's basically Swiss cheese. I am Swiss. <laughs> I'm also Korean, so I'm a little spicy like kimchi. <laughs> Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, Tristan's Hall. Tristan's Hall. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can figure out where Onward fits in. You can figure out where Inside Out fits in. But apparently, I think there's some theory that says Andy's mom makes an appearance in Inside Out or something. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Or somebody's at a birthday party in Inside Out and it ties somewhere. I can't remember. But that's what Tristan's Holes are for. While we're on Tristan's Hole, um... Tristan and I actually were just recently introduced to a theory uh, of Monsters, Inc. And it's a Tristan's Hold because it's lizard people related. Oh, okay. So, but basically... And The Shining related. Oh. Basically... So you know how in The Shining, they have The Shine, which is like the kids like clairvoyant abilities or whatever. And yeah. Like when they use them, they shine or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, apparently lizard people like to eat The Shine. And so, like, that's also the energy. That's why Illuminati lizard people abduct little kids mm -hmm. and eat or sacrifice these kids. They're basically, like, sucking the penal gland juices out, which is... And like, they call it adrenochrome. Adrenochrome. That's so, what they're and sucking from So, basically, the then, the whole world of the lizard people is basically perfectly demonstrated in... In Monsters, Inc. The Dark Crystal... Age of Resistance. That as well. The Stexies are draining Gelfling of yep. their essence. Yes, and in Monsters the Inc. They're, they're scared. <laughs> and that's another thing that's a connection to the lizard people is that it, the stories go that when they like extract this essence, essence from the children, they, they have to, be, to be really scared. So Just that's like monsters right. Inc. But it works with laughter too, right? Yeah, even Does that more so. in your story? Well, I think it's just <laughs> they prefer to feed off of the negative. Right. Like, yeah. I don't know. It was just brought uh, to us that it's like an analogy, basically, and mm -hmm. that they're, you know, they're basically like putting it right in front of your face, but like we're all too dumb. Because to, isn't to make it like in Monsters you know? Inc., they also call it adrenochrome? Isn't that what she was saying? No, I don't think so. I don't. I don't remember. We'll have to touch on that on another episode yeah. of Tristan's Hole for sure. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the whole unified Pixar universe theory. They have all but confirmed it. Like Disney and Pixar. Well, Disney owns them now, but Disney and Pixar like it so much. Like they like the theory so right. much that they've actually shared it on their Facebook page and. I think they're the ones who operate the Disney Pixar uh, or the Pixar Unified Theory or whatever website, website is. Right. So 
I think it's all but confirmed. Like they've basically said, yeah, we've been intentionally doing this without saying. Right, or it's right like out. one of those things that's like, yeah, we totally meant it. Right, <laughs> yeah, like sure. they just like it so much they're claiming like responsibility for it. <laughs> Who's to say? Who's to say? Your TV regains its clarity. Oh, finally. You've got free Disney Plus somehow. <laughs> and a subscription to the Playboy channel? How did that happen? Wow. That's still a thing. Magic and technology combined. <laughs> Either way, that's it for another episode of High Mystery. I'm Colin. I'm Tristan. I'm Ariana. I'm Robert. <laughs> and uh, that's it for T-Bird Turner's afternoon announcements. Remember, Bluebirds, we got a game this weekend. Get out there. Vroom, vroom. This is T-Bird Turner. Have a great weekend. Bye. <laughs>